Good morning and welcome to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio to the Sacred Heart Hour program brought to you live from the studios here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Father Stosh Daly joining you live from St. Gabriel Studios with Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good morning. Good morning, Father. And as we enter into the Sacred Heart Hour on this special edition of the show in the month of June, a month dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, we invite you to join us in beginning our hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart by praying the morning offering prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Chuck I was just thinking, as we uh, entered into the Sacred Heart Hour, you know, we're very blessed to have a radio that we can listen to, and you have prayers being offered on air (laughs) every few moments. Beautiful prayers. And then the Lord is the topic of conversation, especially a Sacred Heart on this hour. But think of all of the rich content that is shared over St. Gabriel Radio to all of those who are tuning in or driving. I know the three of us were talking about we all you know, woke up this morning and we were so filled with gratitude and even shock and dismay that there was sunshine. And it was bright. It is so beautiful mm-hmm. out. It is so beautiful. And to and just give know, thanks Father, and praise for that. And you know, Father, we can't take St. Gabriel Catholic Radio for granted. No. That, you know, we're we're getting so used to it in Columbus, it's like we can't imagine not having it. But right. it really is, you know, supported by the community, and it's yes. so important. So if you're not a sustainer, yeah. which is the best way, is to call St. Gabriel, not just when they're having their uh, spring and fall dries, but anytime, just Come yeah. on board. And the, what would be on my bumper if I didn't have the Gate St. Gabriel <laughs> exactly. bumper sticker? I mean, you know how many friends are with you <laughs> know, in the parking lot wherever you go. And how many are speeding go. past me on 315. <laughs> it's like, what? That's <laughs> true. But again, call in 614-459-4820. Call in and uh, make a pledge to become a sustaining member of St. Gabriel. Or call in regarding any questions you have regarding the Sacred Heart Hour, the, the programming, um, you know, the call to enthroning homes today. And, you know, fathers, we talk about the enthronement. I know we have some new listeners. And how would you define this enthronement and why people should do it? Sure. The enthronement is an invitation. It's an opportunity to uh, make where you live a part of the kingdom of God. You invite the Lord Jesus Christ into your home whether that be a house, an apartment, a condominium, a dorm room, uh, a place in an assisted living facility, an independent living facility, wherever you live, when you do the enthronement of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, you're asking that the Lord make your place of rest a part of his kingdom, king, brother, and friend. You're inviting Jesus in as king, brother, and friend, and you're participating in this beautiful, this beautiful extension and offer of his love to us issued forth by the Lord himself in his sacred heart, going back to the 1670s in a particular way, but going back to just his love in general, uh, in a more broad way of speaking. But uh, yeah, everything we do here is meant to encourage and invite, but also explain 
the power of having the Sacred Heart of Jesus in your home and of making the the Lord Jesus, through his Sacred Heart, the king, brother, and friend of where you live. And also, Father, businesses. Absolutely. You know, we have heard that besides, in some cases, increasing sales, but also just the camaraderie. And peace. And peace. And between the employees and just the dealing with the customers and just, you know, having our Lord bring those special graces. And, of course, schools. Yes. And this was requested by Jesus to St. Margaret Mary. And, you know, he does uh, give us the 12 promises that came out of that two years spending time with St. Margaret Mary appearing to her. And I will give peace in their families. And I heard this the other day. Father, from a fellow priest friend of yours, that he says there's drama in every family. <laughs> there's drama in every heart. There's drama. <laughs> in every heart, every yeah. family. <laughs> and I was thinking, if you, every family and ours is not an exception, the drama that sometimes can go on, but the answer to drama is I will give peace in yeah, their families absolutely. to be able to have that um, sense that Jesus is now in charge, right. Absolutely. and he's going to bring his graces. So that's why we're really here to promote the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, is every family today, we know we're living in a time of salvation history where Jesus has been removed. Yes, And what yeah. this movement is, is what Jesus requested back in the 1600s, is put Jesus back in the families. Back in the center. Yep. Yeah. I remember I was out to dinner with a couple of the seminarians who are stationed at Holy Family, and I looked to my right, and of course, the, we were eating in a restaurant that has these little signs hanging up everywhere, and every sign is a little play on words or a little phrase or not, and I happened to turn over uh, and look to my right, and I read one of these signs, and I, I burst out laughing, and Sam goes, what, what's so funny? I said, the sign over here on my right, it said, um, I've decided to cancel my subscription to all of your issues. <laughs> <laughs> So I totally had to take a pause from continuing on with my dinner. But I looked at that and I was like, wow, you know, sometimes the drama gets to be just too much. It just gets to be too much. And it's a powerful opportunity to invite the Lord into your heart, into your home. And so, you know, if you've been joining us on these Friday shows during the month of the Sacred Heart, this month of June, and uh, you've been able to kind of grow in your knowledge or maybe in your intimacy and prayer life with the Lord Jesus, uh, but you haven't yet done the enthronement. It's a beautiful opportunity to just consider right now on this Friday in the month of June, consider asking the Lord to come in and just bring peace where there are all those issues. Bring peace where there's all that drama. Bring peace where there's just all that weariness and exhaustion. We've all got so much going on that just kind of weighs on our mind and our heart. And, Uh, you know, even in our own city, you know, to see some dark agendas and to feel overwhelmed by it and to say, oh, and, you know, what am I supposed to do? And what all am this? I supposed yeah. to do? How do I handle yep. this? Well, handle it with the light getting brighter yeah. Just bring in the your Lord own in. heart and your own home. Yeah. Well, it's like this morning you guys were saying you went to Holy Mass. Yeah. And then you were going through the drive through to get some coffee and whatnot. And Chuck was like, oh, this sun is so bright. <laughs> well, what, that's exactly what happens when you're not used to the sunshine, right? Oh, well, think yes. of our lives. Think of our homes. What do we huh. become like when we're not used to the Lord being present? But he's the first person we're supposed mm-hmm. to be used to being present in our home. Mm-hmm. But we all know what it's like when we bring we bring up prayer, and then we all you know there's that awkwardness at the family dining room table. It's like, 
well, why do we have to pray? I mean, this is a Christian home, is it not? I mean, that should be the defense. And our Lord should be the first person we turn to, the first person we invite into the home. But oftentimes we get so busy and so chaotic and so frenzied that he just gets, like Chuck mentioned, displaced, dethroned. He gets displaced and also, you know, having a very active uh, family life, and now they're older, but now we have 18 active grandchildren. It's not easy. Family life is messy. And if you begin to pray as a family, really, I think expecting spiritual warfare, expecting bedlam, expecting some of the kids saying, you know, I don't want to do this or sure. their body. And just persevere. Yes, absolutely. Just hang in there. Well, and I take this perseverance is what this is about because I I do believe with families today with all the technology involved all the other issues involved when they get up there is no peace right because everybody's got to go somewhere I got to get to the office I got to do this we got to do that are you ready let's get out of the house And um, I have a friend who works with uh, Catholic Men's Ministry, and he every day says, I don't leave the house until I pray with my wife. Yeah. And I was thinking, all you listening out there, if you're not praying, just start tomorrow. Say, we're going to pray as a family. Yeah. Before we leave. What about today, Chuck? What's that? Start today. (laughs) Start today. Oh, yeah. Well, it's still early. That's right. But anyway, 614-459-4820. And you just witnessed family life in progress right here. We're real, that's for sure. Joanne and I are almost one. um, (laughs) Almost one normal, healthy. But there are some announcements, Father. We got a great month ahead. Yes, we got a great we weekend. We have a great program. We're already, today. you know, always already well into the month of June. But there's still so many beautiful things coming up. Um, and in this month of June, dedicated to the Sacred Heart, of course, we're looking forward to next Friday, the June, uh, the 28th of June. It's the actual feast day of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the third Friday after Pentecost. And so the big feast of the Sacred Heart is a week from today, June 28th. And there's several masses being offered uh, throughout central Ohio to celebrate this beautiful feast day. The first of which we wish to share with you is a mass being offered by our bishop, Bishop Robert Brennan, and that Mass is going to be offered at Sacred Heart Church uh, at 6 p.m. Sacred Heart Church is just north of 670 in the downtown Columbus area. It's on Hamlet Street. And while there is limited parking there at the church proper, uh, there is parking available a couple blocks away at St. John the Baptist. Uh, And, you know, it'll be a beautiful Mass offered to celebrate the feast day of the Sacred Heart of Jesus at a church dedicated to the Sacred Heart of the Lord Jesus. There's also another Mass being offered at 7 p.m. at St. Matthew the Apostle in Gehanna, which is uh, a very large church and it has plentiful parking. Uh, And then still yet again, there's another Mass offered at 7 p.m. in Newark at Blessed Sacrament Parish. And something very beautiful is going to take place at Blessed Mm -hmm. Sacrament Parish. They're going to be enthroning the Lord's Sacred Heart over the whole parish at that Mass on the feast day of the Sacred Heart. So. The opportunities are really growing they in our are. diocese. It really reminds me of yeah. Divine Mercy Sunday. Yes. That, you know, more and more parishes are getting on board because they also have experienced the graces and the blessings. 
And the hunger of the faithful. And the hunger and of the faithful. And if your schedule allows for it, and you're not able to go to one of the evening masses that are being offered primarily really for workers mm-hmm. and the families of the parishes, you know, mm-hmm. but if your schedule allows for it, you know, go to one of the early morning masses offered throughout the diocese. There's a variety of masses offered before the workday begins, in the morning hours, and then also the noontime, Great the lunchtime idea, masses, Father. you know, to celebrate that feast day. So if you can just uh, gonna hear our invitation now and make a mental note or turn to the calendar or plug it into your your planner. Uh, Next Friday is the Feast of the Sacred Heart, and it's a beautiful opportunity to attend the Mass and celebration of the Feast of the Sacred Heart. And when you receive our Lord Jesus Christ in Holy Communion, even though it's not the first Friday of the month, to make a gift of that Holy Communion by offering up those graces as an act of reparation for the sins committed against the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Remember, those are sins committed against Jesus in the Eucharist, sins committed against Jesus in his name. You know, in today's world, whether it's in song or art or even in just common speech, the Lord's name is not respected as it's supposed to be. He is Lord and Savior. He is supposed to be our King, brother, and friend. And when people either have a slip of the tongue, have an accident, or they're just intentionally disrespectful, we can offer up the graces of our Holy Communion in reparation for those sins committed against the Lord's name. Uh, the holy name of Jesus, but also his presence in the Holy Eucharist. You know, think of um, so many different places in the Catholic world where churches are being desecrated and violated. Well, we can go to Holy Mass on uh, any day, but the Feast of the Sacred Heart is a special day and receive our Lord and just make an act of reparation. Truly like an act of sorrow. We're allowing the Lord to know that we stand in union with him in the midst of that disrespect. And uh, that's really what a reparation is. That's beautiful, Father. You know, and to all those different ways, and for the Feast of the Sacred Heart mm-hmm. to make an act of love, mm-hmm. to go to attend Holy Mass, and then to receive our Lord, obviously in a state of grace, and to offer up those graces that you receive in that Holy Communion in reparation for the sins committed against the Lord. We are so blessed to have the Lord dwelling among us in the Holy Eucharist, to be able to call him out by name in prayer and praise and glory, uh, and also to have these little temples that we call our parish churches, the tabernacle is so close. So it's of utmost importance for us to treasure that great gift and uh, offering up the graces of our Lord and Holy Communion on the feast day of the Sacred Heart and His Mass or our first Friday of the month uh, that keeps us in union with Him and helps us have that spirit of reparation. You know, and also, Father, for all those that have been thrown their home, their families to the Sacred Heart, this should be a time where you make Mass on the Feast of the Sacred Heart. Absolutely. Because it's important to continue to renew that enthronement. Yeah. And we renew it through the Eucharist. Right. Through going to Mass, through the Eucharist. And also, Father, as we talk about this, we know that it's the third Friday after Pentecost. And so every year this date can change, but it's always on a Friday. Yes. And second of all, it's not a devotion like all other devotions. Right. Pius XII, uh, a beautiful pope, the pope of the church during World War II, he said it was the devotion of all devotions. And what's beautiful is in the month of June, you know, it doesn't take very much energy or effort, really, to just search out beautiful articles that can explain 
the power and the glory of the Sacred Heart. I mean, you can go to a search engine on the internet and just type in Sacred Heart of Jesus. What about our Catholic Times? And then you can the also turn to the Catholic Times, which we have a couple of great articles in there. Really great articles. Which kind of not only explain the devotion, mm-hmm. but also like the history and the power of the devotion mm-hmm. here in Central Ohio. And I, I think, you know, that's something really powerful for us to consider. The renewal and the rejuvenation, the power of the devotion here in our own home, in our own home state of Ohio, the Lord is definitely doing something. I mean, the three of us truly love the Lord, and with great excitement, we bring the message of the Sacred Heart to our listeners here at St. Gabriel Radio, but we're all instruments. I mean, all, all of us can say firsthand, the Lord is doing something incredibly powerful through His Sacred Heart here in Columbus. You know, for a while, we had the um, promotion for Columbus, the heart of it all. And Broad and High is the very center of our state. And, you know, I was thinking, Columbus, the heart of it all, the sacred heart. And, and, you know, the Lord is so romantic, too, how he weaves in his truth. And I thought, yeah, Columbus, the heart of it all. It's a good place to begin and bringing (laughs) his heart back to the center of life, you know. And and the city here, you know, it's beautiful is the people that live in the central Ohio area still have a very strong sense of family, the people here. And um, whether they're you know in a family or not, there's this respect for the family. And when Our Lady appeared in Fatima, she said, you know, the final battle will be about the family, the home. And so here, when we do the enthronement, that's one of the reasons why Our Lady of Fatima, an image of the pilgrim virgin of Fatima, accompanies the missionaries and stays with the family during that process and during that period of preparation for the enthronement. And I just appreciate the power of knowing that Our Lady is interceding on our behalf, that it's, we return to the heart of her son. It's such great consolation that she knew where we would be and the struggles we would be having with marriage and family life. And so she went before and, you know, promised extra yeah. graces. And the enthronement is one of those extra graces. Absolutely. Well, and I also think one other announcement is um, we're really happy to announce that our Sacred Heart Congress this year at St. Michael's on November 16th, and we'll be coming out with additional promotion posters and cards and so forth, that Bishop Brennan, Father, oh, has exciting. agreed to That is exciting. <laughs> well, you didn't Back really to get water bumped. Because <laughs> Father's going to be one of our lead speakers. But, uh, yeah, Back to the, the bench I go. Yeah, the, the, the bishop is going to be celebrating Mass and the homily at St. Michael's. And we have a great lineup. We also have Father Besides You. We have Bill Messerly, this year, yeah. awesome. executive director, and really talking about his journey with the Sacred Heart, with St. Gabriel Radio, and understanding the importance today of the enthronement. And then our MC this year will be uh, Emily Chaminette. And for those listening outside of the Diocese of Columbus, you can go on, and even if you're in the diocese, go on enthronements.com. And for those outside, you can order a self-enthronement kit. Uh, You do not have missionaries right now, uh, probably in the diocese you're in or the parish you're in. So this way is you can go ahead and receive all the graces that you need through this enthronement kit and it's on enthronements.com. And a lot of those in the Central Ohio area who have been enthroned, we receive requests from a lot of them about family members who live out of state. 
you know, or who perhaps are in the military or live on military bases. And, uh, you know, getting a hold of the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network, um, you know, and just making sure that there's a connection there, enthronements.com. This is a beautiful, powerful way of extending the reality of the enthronement to somebody who lives in an area where there are not missionaries of the Sacred Heart. And so that's why we have something called the Self-Enthronement Kit. Uh, you receive the image of our Lord, the prayers, and all the information that is needed and necessary and helpful, and it helps extends the reality of the fruit that you're experiencing in your home to loved ones and neighbors and friends who perhaps live in an area where there are not Sacred Heart missionaries present. And the cost of that kit is $40, which covers the cost. It's a donation. It is a donation. To just of price. Yep. And um, no one is turned away. Nobody is. Even uh, we would send them out if if there is no... And the kids have gone all over the country. Yeah, they they All over. And um, so forth. So as we get into the program, Father, uh, maybe review where we've been on this journey of... Well, the three of us have been all over. I mean, that's one of the reasons why people tune into this show. They don't know where we're going to begin, where we end. And we don't either. (laughs) No, we don't. This is... We are the wandering Catholics. (laughs) With a heart. Well, we did start on first Friday, June 7th, Father. Absolutely. And we went into the reality of the enthronement and making the kingdom of God present in our home by acknowledging Jesus as king, brother, and friend. And then uh, last Friday, the second Friday in the month of June, we really zeroed in on how to uh, honor the Lord who is present in our homes through his sacred heart. And uh, today, we just want to kind of go into some opportunities on how to adore the Lord's sacred heart. Uh, and not just honor. You know, last Friday we spoke about, well, how do you honor the Lord? And you know, we said, you know, one of the best ways to honor the Lord is to persevere, to not mm. give up, to keep him at the center of your life and to persevere. You know, if things in the family have gotten a bit out of hand, persevere, bring it back to the Lord, bring him back to the family. And today we have this beautiful opportunity to talk about the different ways we can adore the Lord's sacred heart. You know, keep in mind, we're right on the cusp of celebrating the Solemnity of Corpus Christi, which is this weekend, this Sunday. And it gives us a beautiful opportunity to draw a powerful connection between the reality of the Lord's heart, who is in the tabernacle of your church, the Lord's heart that you receive in Holy Communion, and then the same heart that is depicted for our veneration, for our honoring in our homes. You know, and I think especially the people who sometimes are not able to leave their home to go to Holy Mass, maybe because of an injury or infirmity or age or the weather. Uh, not like today, but you know, sometimes we enter into the winter months and we, people just can't get out of their homes. Right. But to be able to have that source that of mm-hmm. orientation in your prayer, in your home, saying, the Lord's heart is adored here. The Lord's heart is exposed for our honoring and our adoration here in the home. It obviously, it's a different experience of the reality of the heart of Jesus, but the reality of having the sacred heart of Jesus in our home is a reality that Jesus speaks of himself when he was appearing to St. Margaret Mary. He wants his heart exposed for our uh, honor and our veneration in the home. And from that uh, exposition of his heart, from that exposition of his sacred heart in our home, he gives peace. He also wants to bless our efforts. You know, he wants to help the tepid souls. That's what I was wanting you to talk a little bit about, Father, that the tepid souls. Right. Becoming fervent. And that, that's the Lord's words, not our own. You know, one of his promises was that if his heart is made present in the home, he will help tepid souls become fervent. Well, what does that mean? Well, 
if we're not, if we don't know our prayers the way we're supposed to, or if we are stuck on particular sins, or if particular sins are more important to us than the Lord Himself. Well, what if we're just flat? Or that that is a good adjective. Yes, we're, you're just flat. You need air in your tire. You know, uh, you know. Or sometimes we have loved ones who have fallen away from the faith. They're Catholic. They were baptized. They have the seeds, but they're just lost. You know, I mean, these are the souls that are really tepid. Um, I remember in teaching. Uh, children, especially about the 12 promises, you know, you say tepid souls become fervent. That's what the Lord said. I will help. I will give the grace necessary for tepid souls to become fervent. And then he said, I will give the grace for fervent souls to rise to great heights of spiritual perfection, to speedily rise to heights of spiritual perfection. And the kids are looking at like, what's a tepid soul? Mm. You know, it's like those, those words don't go together. And I would always use the analogy of, you know, you put that pot of water on the stove and it's just still. You can't cook anything in it. It's not hot. It's not mm. cold. It's just tepid. You you pour pasta in a pot mm. of tepid water, mm. you're going to end up with wallpaper paste. You're not going to end up with anything edible. No. So the tepid, it's just that tepid water. It's just still. It's not doing anything. It's just there. But then you bring the Lord's sacred heart into that mix. What happens? You heat it up. It starts to get boiling. You make it ready Boy, to do something good. Analogy, You'll think of it the next time you're I cooking. Will. <laughs> You're going to look at that water and think, this is what I want my soul not to be. (laughs) I want my soul to be fervent, uh, you know, on fire, uh, on fire with the Lord. And so, you know, if you're thinking right now, it's like, well, you know, I know the Lord Jesus and I pray to the Lord Jesus and I have his heart in my home, but I also have people in my life who are, to use Joanne's word, flat. They're just there. They're not really sure where to go, how to get there, what to do, what not to do even. It's like, okay, that individual is in need of the sacred heart of Jesus. And as we adore the Lord in our spiritual lives, you know, as we bring special honor to the image of his sacred heart in our homes, as we make an effort to go to our parish church and adore the Lord in the Holy Eucharist and to receive him in a state of grace at Holy Mass, if we make use of one of the many different adoration chapels throughout central Ohio, if we set aside an hour, one night, one week, oh, a month, adoration. for a night adoration in the home. You know, what a beautiful way to carry to the Lord somebody who is who is a tepid soul. And to ask the Lord for that grace so that we may know how to introduce his sacred heart into their life, into their home. You know, and in today's world where there is just so um, so much what we might call like cross-pollination. Mm. And people are mixing and confusing different religions. Let us always remember Jesus is Lord. Hmm. And only Jesus. Jesus is Lord. You know, Father, um, we've talked earlier on the program about wanting our hearts to be transplanted Mm -hmm. with Jesus's heart. And I was reading this and um, um, and it says whenever we receive our Lord in holy communion, we can attend to the fact that his living, beating, sacred heart is with us and pray Jesus Meek and humble of heart, make my heart like until thine. And that has really touched me when I'm receiving Jesus, to make Jesus make my heart now like your heart, meek and humble. And I know we're going to be coming to a close of this session, but for anybody that is listening, that is one of the reasons you want to get to Mass because you're going to be receiving his living heart. Absolutely, in Holy Communion. And then when you come home, yep. you have his heart there, 
in the image that he's given us to say he wants that heart in every home. Yeah. In order to survive, we need to have a heart. And what better heart to have as we're struggling to survive life than the heart of Christ himself. And to think of the beautiful saints who inspire us along the way and to treasure the gift of the Holy Mass. If you have that opportunity day in and day out to go to Holy Mass, you know, please consider just going to Mass, receiving communion and sharing that reality of the heart of Jesus um, with the Lord and with those whom you meet along the way. As we bring to a close this first segment of this special edition of the Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we invite you to join us as we close this section by turning to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs. Your blessings in all that I do. In the grace of a holy death. Amen. 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 Why do Catholics honor Mary so much? When Jesus had given us everything on the cross, he looked down and saw one last gift, his mom. And he told his beloved disciple, Behold your mother. And he told his mother, Behold your son. That beloved disciple was John, but it's also you. Jesus gave you, his mother, to be your spiritual mom. God didn't save us as individuals, but as a family, and the most highly honored human being in the family of the church, not including Jesus himself, who also happens to be God. It isn't some super apostle or great prophet or warrior king. It's a mom, largely unnoticed in this life, and now called Ark of the New Covenant, Terror of Demons, Help of Christians, Queen of Heaven and Earth. But the most honored title she has is Mother, Mother of God and Our Mother. So why do we honor Mary so much? Because she's our mom. And that's a good insight into the weight of glory waiting for all mothers. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. There was no single event. It was more gradual. My husband was not Catholic, and at the time, I didn't really think that it really mattered which church we went to because we all loved God and we all loved Jesus. And that was the start of my journey out of the Catholic Church, where I remained out of the Catholic Church for over 30 years. When I was outside of the church, there was always an unsettled feeling. There was always a feeling of something missing and something not complete. When I um, started to read the Bible, I could see that our Catholic faith is steeped in Scripture. I could see some of the sacraments in Scripture. I could see some of the liturgy in Scripture. I wouldn't be the spouse, I wouldn't be the father, wouldn't be the person that I am without the church and without the sacraments, particularly the Eucharist. I can't live without it. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Good morning and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Joined here in the studio live, Chuck, Joanne Wilson. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Father Stosh Daly. You just heard a commercial from Catholics Come Home, and we would very much like to dovetail with that beautiful message. If you have been away from the Catholic Church, if you are searching and looking for that place that is your home, we invite you to consider the heart of Christ to be that place of rest, that place of refuge, and to find in the Catholic Church the heart of Jesus waiting for you in the Holy Eucharist. 
As we enter into this Sacred Heart Hour second segment on this special edition of the Sacred Heart Hour in this month of June, we invite you to join us as we enter into the covenant renewal with the Sacred Heart. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you and the members of our family and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Please help us carry our cross daily out of love for you and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Eucharist. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all the blessings of this day. Protect us and all families during the night that is to come and help us to live that we might get to heaven. Amen. 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 You know, I was thinking, Father, that our listeners out there, they've, they've heard of Jesus, they worship and honor Jesus, they adore Jesus, they encounter Jesus in their personal lives, and so forth. But this sacred heart, now, wait a minute. What's this, Father? Is this... We're upping the ante. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> we are. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah, because we know people who, <clears throat> who go to Mass. Double up, huh? Absolutely. Why not? We know people who go to Mass. We know people who pray. We know people who are, are, are they're at their A game. And yet, then they're still left wondering. It's like, well, what's next? Like, what am I supposed to do? And the reality is, you know, if someone's fully living life... There's nothing left to do. You're content with how you're living. And if there is that yearning for something more, it's like, consider becoming one with the Lord's sacred heart. Live with his heart. You know, we ended the last uh, session, first session of today's program, by talking about that, you know, heart transplant, having that exchange of hearts Mm -hmm. with our Lord. Catherine of Siena did that. You know, he actually gave her a mystical union with his own heart. He took from her her own and gave to her his heart so that she had the sacred heart of Jesus within her. I mean, such a beautiful, powerful exchange of hearts. But in truth, that's meant for all of us. It's mm. not just meant for Catherine mm. of Siena, the great doctor of the church. No, each one of us are supposed to have that heart of the Lord within us. And how do we have that heart? If not, even just by persevering in prayer and going to Holy Mass frequently and receiving our Lord Jesus in Holy Communion, but also by bringing his sacred heart into our homes, making his heart our refuge, a place of rest, of rest for him, but also making our homes a Bethany, you know, where the Lord is at home and being with us. He's not a stranger. He is one of us. He's one of our family. You know, um, on a throw month, uh, we witnessed a couple of weeks ago, I'll still remember what Mark said when I invited him, if he would be open to having his family and his home enthroned to the Sacred Heart. He, he wasn't sure what it was. He wasn't even informed what it was. But he said, why not? <laughs> and I think what we have to do is get beyond sometimes trying to figure it out and just trust Jesus. Yeah. Because this is from Jesus. If you expose yeah. and honor my sacred heart, I will give you all the graces necessary in your state and life. And Who it says a, it all. At this, <laughs> it's a process. It's he, you know, you come as you are and you change inside. Yeah. And it's true. And I know for myself, things, especially some of the dark things, I I would just get really angry and really stirred up. Yeah. But I think more and more, 
I think as my heart is slowly, oh, yeah, it's probably why the Lord's letting me live so long, <laughs> is being transformed into more of a, of a sorrow for, you know, and a kind of a, a prayerfulness for this situation, mm. a wanting peace in this situation instead of just even sometimes wanting revenge. Sure. Does that mean your heart has been softened? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This could be a benefit for the Wilson household. <laughs> this is a school and family life, 101. Yes, yes it <laughs> is. You didn't know you're doing our counseling while we're on air, did yes. you, Father? And a million people listening in, too. And I've, I've got <laughs> ways to go. Well, no. we, we talk yeah. about this, Father, and maybe help our listeners. This is the lifeline. It's not like, okay, the lifeline is somewhere else. This is the lifeline of your family. And if you want to have a family and you want to have a family centered on faith and centered on Jesus. And joy. And joy and and peace. This is it. You know, and if we we think about, um, you know, what's been said, how many people, uh, their first reaction is anger. And how many people, you know, basically fall back into a passive aggressive, the silent treatment, mm. you know, mm. and I just need to avoid and I just need to pause and I just In need there. to wait. I need to get out, you know, I need to delay my return. Um, I mean, all of those are really expressions of fear, mm. the fear. And what we're finding is more and more people are truly slaves to fear. And the Lord wants to liberate us from those shackles of fear and pain. You know, some of the wording that's used in the actual enthronement process. He wants to liberate us and set us free from that fear. Mm. So if you're thinking, you know, in my life, in my heart, in my own mind, in my language, there's so much anger. There's so much uh, being lost. Well, a lot of that's fear. So let's cut to the fear. Okay, now the Lord wants to liberate you from that fear. But in order for him to do that, you have to open the door. You have to invite him in. You just have to allow him to come in. Like that one fellow from the enthronement you quoted, you know, what's not to have? You know, what's to mm-hmm. lose in all of this? Why not? Well, absolutely. We may not get it all, but what we have to get is the Lord loves us and he wants to free us. And so we bring him into our homes and then we bring him into the home and he starts to, I always say, rearrange the furniture. Mm. Now, it's not like your couch and your chair are going to be mm-hmm. flipped in the mm-hmm. living room. He's rearranging the spiritual realities in the home. And that is not always easy, but it's always beneficial. It's always beneficial because the Lord is making a place where we can actually be at peace and where there's love and not so much fear and anger. Uh, and that's something that's really running rampant in today's world. So the, we, we are the age of the sacred heart. We are the age where people are in need of his heart. I would dare to say more than any other previous time. And we know what the Lord said throughout 2,000 years of his salvation history. You know, and yet look at us now, how far we've fallen. But look at how much we have to help us get to where we need to be. I mean, the Lord Jesus is giving us his own heart and Holy Communion. And then he gives us his own heart for our homes. I mean, he wants us to be truly a people of the heart who are not slaves to fear, uh, whose first reaction is not anger, but whose first response is what? Patience, perseverance, and love. And, uh, you know, and really, this, this whole show itself is really orchestrated by the Lord. And it's guided and prompted That's by the true. Spirit. And uh, anything that comes to our minds and our hearts and is shared with you, 
I mean, we have, it's like, well, it might be nice to talk about that. Well, we never even get to that. You know, <laughs> the Lord drives the bus in a totally different direction, you know? True. Well, I was thinking, Father, when you mentioned that, we hear about the poverty today. And, but really, that my heart has been open. I also see this poverty in homes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Poverty of spirit. Yeah. Poverty of kindness. Yeah. Because it's not like we're bad people today, Father, but we have been, we bought into the lies that uh, the outside activities are more important now than the family activity. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things like I, if you go through formation for anything important, whether it's holy matrimony, marriage, uh, or priesthood, or religious life, uh, or you're you're preparing to make a promise or a vow as a member of a lay movement, you know, uh, whether it be like for example the secular discussed Carmelites or the secular Franciscans or the lay fraternities of Saint Dominic, you know, you get all of these things. You have to go through a period of preparation, yeah. and uh, part of the power of that is realizing we were made for more. We were made for more. And the other thing that they, uh, you always cover is the interior life has to be protected because there's always going to be external demands on our times. And yet when we look at the family life, families at an ever-increasing rate are unable or find themselves inadequate to protect the interior life of the family, to give themselves family time before public time. And Father, you bring up a very good point and something we need to uh, continually share is that the role of the missionary is to help you jumpstart that, is to pray with you. And we bring everything needed for that week of preparation. And we pray that first day with you. And for many families, it might be the first time that the family has gathered together. And we yeah. bring rosaries. We bring all the prayers are written in the manual. You really do not have to right. know that prayer. But we come back in a week. And for those families that have taken the time and done the preparation, there's already a transformation happening. Oh, absolutely. You know, and also for those families, I'm going to throw out a challenge. A lot of you have said, hey, I want it done. I want it done. But then you can't find time. And I'm saying to you, and I'm challenging you, is to say, this has to be a priority. It can't be, does it fall between the two baseball games and do we have time? Is it going to be a priority to give your family the hope and lifeline that it needs? Or are you going to continue to waddle in the business of the world. Oh, that's a challenge. Oh, that is a big challenge. 614-459-4820. 614-459-4820. And that's coming from a convert, Father. I mean, when I came into the church, no one explained Mary to me. No one explained the Eucharist. I just and look said, at you now. It, it, totally it, on fire. It sounded good. It sounded good. Why not, right? Absolutely, yeah. You know, he is not a tepid soul. I'll you, say you, that. you come into the club, you join the Catholic club. No, absolutely. And then, but what you realize is by taking that step, yeah. I now realize the graces that I have received because of that step. Yeah. And that's what we're challenging the people with. And you know, it's something important. You know, I'm so grateful uh, that you highlight the reality of. You know, those who are in our presence as Catholics who are converts. I mean, to if you are a convert to the Catholic faith, you have single-handedly responded to God's grace and invitation, and you've enriched the whole church. 
You keep the church ever ancient, but also ever young. You make the church ever young. And keep in mind, a lot of our brothers and sisters who have entered the faith, especially within their first five years, that's when either those roots grow or they don't. And a lot of people will enter and end up falling away. Now, the thing is, you've entered. So once a Catholic, always a Catholic. You are Catholic. But don't allow those roots to dry up. You know, plant them deep and plant them deep in the heart of Jesus. And a beautiful opportunity, you know, we're, we just closed out the Easter season. So if you entered into the church this past Easter vigil uh, of this year, you know, this is the perfect time for you to now, okay, take the next step. Grow in that intimacy with the Lord. Bring the Lord's heart, his very own heart, into your home, you know, and plant those roots deep into his heart of love. And uh, to ask for and to be open to the graces he wants to give to you. I mean, as a cradle Catholic myself, as a priest, I see in the hearts and in the minds and in the faces and the eyes of our converts, they bring so much beautiful life and energy to the church. You know, there's a, this overwhelming gratitude to have what they didn't have before. There's a treasuring of the sacraments. So true, there's a treasuring Father. of the opportunity to receive Jesus in Holy Communion. And it's not that those of us mm-hmm. who have been Catholic since baptized as infants take it for granted, but sometimes we can be tempted to. Sometimes it becomes a little bit too routine. You it know? needs to be renewed. It has all to be the recharged. Time. Totally recharged. And so that great gift there. And if you yourself know of someone who entered the faith, recently, this year, last year, five years ago, 10 years ago. And you know, it's like they love being Catholic. Uh, Encourage them, invite them to consider enthroning the Lord's sacred heart in their home. If nothing else, at least offer them an image of the sacred heart of Jesus with a little explanation of the power of that heart that that needs to be exposed and honored in our homes. A beautiful way to do that and to make our home truly a Bethany. You know, we keep going back to that in our our radio programs to make our homes a Bethany, a place where Jesus would meet Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, a place where not too far from Bethany, he ascended into heaven to to reunite with the Father in heaven. You know, Bethany is a powerful place. It's a beautiful place in Scripture, and it's a beautiful place for the Lord, and our homes are supposed to be another Bethany. Father Matteo, who really, you could say, is the uh, great advocate, even apostle of the enthronement, the Holy Spirit is the one that prompted him to really begin this effort, this initiative. Father Matteo, when he would speak to families and homes, he would call them Bethanies. Hmm. You know, he would say, Dear Bethanies, come together and adore the Lord in your home. Adore the Lord. Keep the Lord company at night for an hour. You know, as um, darkness falls in night, remember there are many sins being committed in the world, but in your home as a Bethany, adore the Lord. Cling to the Lord. Let him be your source of strength. Let him be a source of courage. Let him be a source of grace and, and hope. And we need those holy reminders. We need that image. We need those uh, images of our Lord and his sacred heart to just help us continue to connect with that reality of our Lord in our home and in our heart. Now, Chuck and Joanne, you guys will ask me questions because you want book answers. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, you a question. Degree, I'm nervous. Father. You have the I'm nervous. degree. <laughs> so a week from today, a week from today, the Universal Church is going to celebrate the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, a powerful feast, a beautiful feast, an opportunity for us to go to Holy Mass and to adore the Lord, love the Lord, receive the Lord. Now, in the last session, I explained why you know it would be good for us to go. But what about from your perspectives? A married couple who has children, grandchildren, a son who's Mm -hmm. a priest. You've witnessed the power of the enthronement in your home. 
you've known priests from here, there, everywhere, diocesan and Franciscan mm. and Dominican, you know, uh, imagine the color of habit, Chuck and Joanne have met them, you know? <laughs> now, why, why would you, why would you basically not only encourage, but also mm. plead with people to attend Mass on the Sacred Heart a week from today? Well, I'm really Chuck ex- deferred to Joanne. Oh, I'm really <laughs> excited to, you know, as you know, our son is pastor of Blessed Sacrament in Newark, and they've been preparing for nine months as a parish, and they've been praying that prayer after every Mass. Hmm. But having, you know, we're not there very often, but we try to get there occasionally yeah. to see the difference in the spirit of the people in the liturgy, in their community. Um, it for maybe for someone coming from the outside, it's noticeable, it's mm. catchable, and it's exciting. And so we will be there on that day as uh witnesses sure. to that, you know, not as a member of that parish, but as part of the faith community. And I, I'm really excited about it because they truly are desiring that, yeah. not just for their own homes, but for their parish life. And I'm hoping that this spreads just like the divine mercy and just like our sacred heart is continuing, mm. that it because of the joy and the promises that it contains. Well, when I mm-hmm. think when, when I think of why i almost think of this gentleman i was with this week just diagnosed with cancer and i asked him i said you know we have the gifts of the spirit our lord jesus as a healer we have the medical and we have the holistic and you know he said um i'm a a rule follower i'm going to follow the rules this is what the doctors are saying and i'm going to stick to it and i think this is what our Lord is saying. Yeah. So there's nothing more important. And, um, and I know for all of our listeners, when you go to mass, just when you leave mass, I know you've experienced what I've experienced, a joy and a peace that is you're leaving Jesus and you're now to take him out into the world. And, but we have to go through, it's almost like you talked about father, the preparation phase. Mm-hmm. Preparation phase, sometimes not easy. Got to get everybody in the car. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? I have to go to a mass on a Friday? <laughs> Wait a minute. It's not Sunday. But I think when you can or do... Or will it count for Sunday? Exactly. If I <laughs> can I get yeah. a twofer? <laughs> yeah, a twofer. So I think just to answer that question, I think we just have to do it. You know, the Nike ad is just do it. Yeah. And and I know you're a great runner, Father, and you like to run on the treadmill. But if you if you just go there and say, well, yeah, it's over in five minutes, oh. you, you don't feel like you've uh-huh. even been on the treadmill. You have to go the full length of the field. And the full length here is trusting in Jesus. So with that in mind, I think what we're trying to help families and individuals listening is helping you to have a home, another Bethany, as Father calls it. And one way to do it is certainly get to Mass. But, Father, other ways that people can have this Bethany in their home, this feeling that their family is reunited in a special way. And it's a place of refreshment. 
Yeah. And the renewal and love. And if you don't find that in your home, where do you find it? You know, our home is mm-hmm. supposed to be that place where you do find that refreshment mm-hmm. and the peace yeah. and the joy, you know, and there's supposed to be an excitement about returning home because that's home. But a lot of times people today, they just kind of sigh and they wait and it's like, oh, I don't know what's waiting for me there. But it's just not the way. It's, so we have to be set free, liberated from that. But, you know, I love, you know, Joanne, you encourage people to go to Mass next Friday for the Feast of the Sacred Heart because of the very real reality mm-hmm. of change and conversion. Chuck is asking our listeners to consider going to the Mass for the Feast of the Sacred Heart because of the joy and peace that we need. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the realities that are our faith. And we can all be overwhelmed with a thousand different reasons as to why we can't or won't or shouldn't. But there's really one reason why we should, and it's love. You know, if you want love and if you want to be loved and if you want to be able to love, you know, and you want the Lord at the center of that love, not an emotion, you know, not a passing fleeting sentiment. I'm talking about a deep-seated love. The Sacred Heart, that's where we need to go. And his feast day is next Friday, a week from today. So just, you know, consider that invitation. Consider the different words and the realities, you know. And then from that feast of the Sacred Heart, if you've already enthroned the Lord in your home as king, brother, and friend through his Sacred Heart, go to Mass on the feast day and in receiving Holy Communion, renew that enthronement. Lord, on this day, this year, at this Mass, on your feast of the Sacred Heart, I ask that you, once again, be king, brother, and friend of my heart, of my home, of my loved ones. Reign over my city, my state, my country, the world. Let your social reign be that which governs our souls and our minds and sets us free. And then that can open it up to like the First Friday devotion, you know, attending Holy Mass on the First Friday, making sure that you're in a state of grace, receiving Jesus and Holy Communion at Mass on the First Friday, and then offering those graces of that Holy Communion up in reparation for the sins committed against the Lord, uh, and spending some time in quiet prayer with the Lord. And it doesn't have to be in the church. It can be. What a beautiful place if it is. It could be in an adoration chapel. But also, no, your home is supposed to be a place of prayer. And, you know, we have beautiful prayers in the manual. When we come for your enthronement, we leave yeah. manuals as many as you need. Just a very simple prayer book. Beautiful. And the the renewal of the covenant. And, you know, those prayers are there to be prayed throughout. Birthdays, Christmas, Feast of the Sacred Heart is a perfect time to renew that covenant. Father, you mentioned, you know, I was just listening to you as you talked about love. And the first thing we have to do is, Lord, I need to love myself. Yes. How, how mm-hmm. can I pass something on yeah. when I don't even have the love for yeah. myself? Except how can I be you. kind to someone else if I cannot even be kind to myself? Absolutely. And I mm-hmm. think that's the struggle we're dealing with within families today. Yeah. Really receiving graces so we can be more virtuous to each other. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, and I, you hit the nail on the head. How can you give something you don't have? And so we go before the Lord and we say, I need the grace to be able to allow you to love me, Lord. You know, because we're all beaten down and thinking that we're these horrible creatures. And yet God loves us, Mm. you know. And I remember yesterday, um, as we were talking about the Sacred Heart and the power of His graces in our lives, you know, I had the privilege of participating in a funeral of a 21-year-old man, a beautiful soul. His name is Drew. And um, the church at St. Joan of Arc was packed, young people. 
And I told them, the young people in the homily, I said, remember, you are not made for a future. You are made for eternity. So don't get distracted by the future that this world offers you, but fall in love with the eternity that you are made for. And there's only one way we can have that eternity, and that's if we know the Lord and if we allow ourselves to be loved by him and to bring his heart into our homes. You know, it was, So whether you're uh, in independent living or whether you're living on your own, you have a household of one, two, three, or if you're in a family of eight to ten, remember you weren't made for a future. You were made for eternity. And the Lord wants that eternity to begin now. He wants you to have peace now. He wants you to have love now. Um, And these are not things that we have to worry about. These are things we should embrace. And when you know that truth, it really sets you free and it really sets you free to live in that joy. And just this week, a dear friend of ours, they lost their child just born and lived for a little over 20 minutes Mm. and, but sent out a beautiful, this little girl, Carolyn Mary, received all the sacraments and the parents sent out a beautiful picture and email saying, and then she was on her way to heaven. Right. Yeah. And they knew that reality. And so even with the sorrow, they were able to embrace the reality of this Mm -hmm. child temporarily, like you say, made for eternity on her way to heaven. Yep. And that's really what the enthronement is. It invites us to live with a view that is the Lord's view of life. Yeah. You know? Go on And I was thinking, Father, when you were talking about greatness, um, I was in Milwaukee at a men's conference and they were talking and there was a person's title of his talk was man is made for greatness. Mm. And I think we've underestimated today. I think a lot of us are coasting today. The women are coasting, men are coasting. We're just trying to survive. We settle for mediocrity. Yeah. Why, why is that, Father? Because we've become too far from the Lord. Okay. You know? <laughs> you get an A. You pass today's test. Oh. Of course, in this diocese, you don't get A's. What do you get? You got Smiley an E. Faces. You got an E. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding out there. I give A's. <laughs> but I'm going to give you an A. Thank you so much for joining us in this Sacred Heart Hour. Keep in mind, this is a special edition of the Sacred Heart Hour because this is the month of June, the month dedicated to the Sacred Heart. Next week, uh, a week from today, is the Feast Day of the Sacred Heart. So with great encouragement and love and devotion to the Lord, but also love for you as our brothers and sisters, we encourage you to participate in a Mass for the Feast Day of the Sacred Heart. As we bring to a close this uh, second segment of this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we invite you to join us as we pray the enthronement renewal prayer to the Sacred Heart. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of our family to thy divine heart. Be thou our King forever. In thee we have full and entire confidence. May thy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless our undertakings, share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know thee better, to love thee more, and to serve thee without faltering. Amen. 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 This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820 on WVSG Columbus and FM88.3 WSGR New Boston, Portsmouth.